Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Match of My Career podcast. My name is Todd Schooler. On this podcast, I will be interviewing ex-tennis players on one of the most memorable matches of their career. In this episode, I'm speaking with Australian tennis player Evie Dominikovic. Evie played on the tour from 1997 to 2007. She reached a career high of 64 in singles and 52 in the world in doubles. Evie reached the third round of the Australian Open and French Open for singles and the third round of the US Open in doubles. She also won 12 singles titles and 15 doubles titles on the ITF tour. But today, we're discussing a 2003 second round matchup against Venus Williams at the French Open. Take a listen to how Evie remembers taking on one of the greats of women's tennis. Here's my chat with Evie Dominikovic. Evie, thank you for joining me for this podcast. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me on on your podcast. That's all right. It's been a yeah. it's been a while since I've talked tennis, so it's it'll be good. Has it? Has it? Okay. You're, yeah. Are you you're not playing at all anymore, socially, casually. Played um, at MCC going back yeah. when my oldest one was probably oh, three, four years old, and I haven't. And then I coached a little bit, and I've basically stopped about five years ago, so I haven't coached. Um, for a while, actually, no. Then I coached at um, the boys' school, okay. and then I quit about three years ago, and haven't like I kind of got stale from it. So um, yeah, obviously, you know, that. my school, yeah, I've been in tennis since the age of nine, so yeah. kind of gets a bit stale after a while. And you know, I've got my kids who I want to be around after school and follow them. So, so you haven't talked about the glory years for a while. My kids didn't even actually know what my achievements were because I don't really talk to them about my achievements so it came up where a parent at the boys school when my oldest was in year one that my kids well my oldest one started to find out which you know in year one he wouldn't have known anyway like he's only six years old so as they get older obviously they've realized and yeah rest is history I guess yeah yeah well you, you got a highest ranking of 64 I believe and made the third round of the Aussie Open uh, made the third round of the French in 2002. But today we're going to go one year ahead to 2003 and talk about your second round match with Venus Williams. That's obviously one of the more memorable matches of your career. So I look forward to hearing your thoughts about it and see what you remember of it. Obviously, French is the clay's my favourite surface. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I always like playing at home, don't get me wrong. Australian Open's amazing with the buzz. But um, clay's my favourite surface. And, um, you know, I go into every match thinking that I can't lose as I mean that's the mentality you want anyway um but after I lost the first set and just kept fighting and won the second set I thought I'm in for a chance and that's probably one of my best matches I've ever played um in my career I mean I've also played another amazing match against Jennifer Capriati when she came back so the year before this Venus match you made the third round lost to Capriati so this match against Venus was actually your 23rd birthday, I believe, on that day. So it was quite a quite a big day. So it was. Um, but you know what? It wasn't a bad um, birthday present. Like no. I was happy. Like I, obviously I was going in there. I was the underdog anyway. So um, yeah. you were ranked 110 at the time. Venus was 
she was seeded three that year and coming off four major finals in a row where she lost to Serena every single time. She was in some pretty good form. And ironically, the year before you played Serena in the first round at Wimbledon, judging by the scoreline, that was quite a tough match. Obviously, they're very different players, but do they both have that intimidation factor? I think Serena's more intimidating and she's more, um, they've just got two different games. She's more powerful. Um, Venus is, she's powerful but consistent and she gives you um, time where Serena doesn't give you time. She takes that time away from you. So, um, yeah, and grass grass for me is um, not my favourite surface. No. Um, yeah, and I've never did well on grass. So, and it's, yeah, and you can't really compare as well, so. I found a quote that you said regarding the two of them. I don't know if you remember what you said at the time, but you said you were happy to play Venus and not Serena. Serena's a lot better and doesn't miss as much. Venus is more erratic. That sound about right? Yep, that is very correct. It's very true. Uh, so earlier in the year, you made the third round of the Aussie Open. So how was the form leading into the French that year? Do you remember? The last few years at the Australian Open, I've actually had a good run, Um so I don't know if it's, you know, I mean, being at home is makes a big difference as well. You've got all that support. I play well at the beginning of every, like most of the years that I've, well, maybe the last three years I was there. So yeah, um, leading up to the French Open, say I did have a good run, but in between, did I have a good run? Um, yes and no. And you can, you, can, you can feel like you're in form without winning too and, and vice versa. You can be winning and feel like you're not in great form. So, But in round one, you had a dominant 6-love, six 6-1 six win against Benisova, who she actually got to 25 in the world. So that was a, a pretty good win in hindsight. Did that give you a lot of confidence going into the Williams match? When I finished trained open, I trained really hard in the off-season that I had. Um, so I was really confident within myself. And like I said, I was, like you said, I, I actually did play well and train well up until the French Open. And I was just seeing the ball. It was amazing. It was a good feeling. Like I was, like they say, you see the tennis ball like a football, and I actually was seeing the tennis ball like a football. So, um, yeah, and it makes a difference when you train hard in the off-season. And I took a little bit extra time before I went over to Europe to train a little bit extra because um, I'm not that person that likes to be away for... um, two months of the year away from home. So I made that call to stay, yeah. So I made that call to just stay home a little bit longer and then head over there. So, and especially when um, my ranking had fallen. Um, so I just wanted to make that difference and make Europe that um, more successful to get my ranking back up. Now, did you play Capriati on centre court the year before? I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is it an imposing kind of court? you play players like that all you think is just get as many games as you can and not to lose terribly um so yeah it is but I think it made a difference the following year so before the Venus match what kind of preparation did you have for the match did you did you watch her matches or had you you already seen enough of her play um did you get some advice from players who might have played her before coach went out and watched her obviously um and then we just had discussions that you've got, no, well, I had nothing to lose. So, and I was playing well at the time. So he just said, just go and play your own game and obviously work on her weakness. But as, as well as working on a weakness, I obviously had to play her strength to get to her weakness. Yeah. So he just went out and watched her. He didn't watch her for very long. He just watched her maybe for a set and yeah, just 
time to really play my game. Yeah, no real tactics. It was just do your thing and and the way you're playing, you could and you did. You you matched her for most of the match, which is uh, fantastic. And there are some highlights on YouTube for this match, which I've watched a couple of times. Have you seen them at all? Every Grand Slam that gets that comes up every year, TAB. This is really bad, but TAB posts that match on their website every every Grand Slam yeah. that pops up. Yeah. Yeah, I obviously get sent the link and, and some people take, make fun of me because it's reoccurring. And, um, why, do they, yeah. why do they do that? Why do I, they? I don't, it's called Forgotten Heroes. It's myself, Gooch, and Andrew Illy on the front. But then there's like eight, once you click on the link, there's eight others. So, um, yeah, and they had a little snippet of every player that's been mentioned. So, and then they've decided to put that video up of me. So, there you go. Yeah. Have a look at that. Yeah. The first set. Venus won 6-3. Judging from the highlights, it looked like Venus was kind of overpowering you in that first set. Is that kind of how you remember it or what were your thoughts at the end of that first set? She was, but I was obviously nervous. Do you think that was the big thing? The nerves got to you a little bit? I mean, I'm playing a player who's three in the world. And like I said, I don't want to go out there and lose love and love or one-on-one and make it full out of myself. So. And pro- probably you had the Serena scoreline, which was pretty close to that in your head yeah. going into the match. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just thought if I could hold my serve, then I'll be fine because her returns are, I mean, she can hit an amazing winner or she can spray one the bottom of the net or out long. So that was my, my strategy was obviously to hold my serve and then she does get nervous. It's normal. She's a human, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. Yeah, so when she was serving, she'd, Doing a couple of double faults, and she's renowned to do a couple of double faults. Yeah, so I just kept thinking game by game, and and if I can get on top of her, um, which you know, it was a bonus getting a set off her. Like I never thought I was going to get a set off her, and I did, and yeah, and I thought I'm I can do this. So, so at the end of that first set, did you were the nerves settled then, and you felt like you could regroup and get back into the match? Like I said, I didn't want to, the second set, I didn't want it to be over in no time. So so as I broke her, I think. But, but a, lot of, a lot of people go into a set or a match thinking that. doesn't mean it happens. So you, you have to make something happen to avoid that, of course. Go in there thinking you're not going to lose. So, But I knew it was going to be, it's an extremely tough match, um, no doubt. Yeah. So, and, and the second set was tight. The end of the second set was very tight. So you got the break again at 4-3. So you're 5-3 up and serving for it. And then you get broken again. And I was really, obviously nervous. I was very nervous. Yeah. And I've lost my serve here. Um, oh, no, actually, I served for it 5-4, didn't I? I think I did. You, I, think you, I think you served at 5-3 and then got broken and then you broke her again at 5-4 to take the set. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, of course you're going to be nervous. It's normal to be nervous. I was. I was very nervous. And I think yeah. I, was, I, and I was in, sh- like, shock and disbelief that I'd won that set when the ball went out in the back of the courts. Is it sometimes easier to return to play a returning game for the set than it is to serve it out because they always say serving it out is the yes. toughest thing to do. No, I felt because my serve was my strength, I felt my serve would have turns. They're good if they're if it's on, but they're not good if it's not on. So obviously it was on that match. But um but then of course you get nervous when you serve it out. Like it's normal. So human nature. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's right. But no, I find it that my serve would help me finishing the match than what the returns because she's got a very powerful serve. Yeah. So you take you take that second set. Is it is a party time in your head? Oh, it was just like I've just won this set and I can actually win this match. And then I think I got broken quite early in the third set. You did. You yeah. did. So very first game. So like they always say as a coach, and you've probably heard it too, one of the most important games of the match is that first game after taking a set because it's so easy to lose concentration. And and maybe that's what happened. But like you said, Venus is you know one of the world's best. So do you think it was just a bit of a lack of concentration for five minutes there? Still got nerves in you. So I had nerves. I was nervous still. Yeah, and I, I was serving. So that didn't help either. So it would have been easier if she served first and then I was serving. Um, they always say it's better to serve first in the deciding set though. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Well, ironically, you broke her again straight away. And then I think you gave up your serve again at about two all. And then from then, I think she just got on top a little bit and took the third set 6-2. You actually hit more winners and less unforced errors. So at the end of that match, did it feel like it was one that got away? Proud of your performance? What were your feelings like directly after that match? We obviously went over my match after I finished, well, not straight after I finished because I was disappointed because I knew I had a chance I think we went over when it was 4-2 maybe or when she, when it was that break. I'm not sure when that second break was. And I played a poor service game, I think. Yeah, so we just kept going over that and trying to improve on that. But like I said, she was number three in the world. It was amazing that, you know, I played one of my best matches on my favourite surface and I got a set off it. So, I mean, it would have been very nice to win, but, um, you know, she's not number three for no reason. She's um, mentally strong and, yeah, and she knows how to dig herself out of those situations and she did. Did you have um, family in the crowd, family and friends in the crowd supporting you that day? Oops. Just your coach? Yeah. yeah. I don't really have, I mean, obviously my family I had I've got another sibling, so um, mum was my mother was travelling with her. So, did the French crowd get behind the underdog, or were they? Did you feel they were on the champion side more? Even to be honest, um, yeah, yeah, they were pretty good. And when yeah, like the year before when I played Jennifer and I was getting beaten quite badly, they were trying to help me to to get more games under the belt so they can watch a longer game. So yeah, they're pretty fair. I I love French Open. Like I've, it's not the first time I did third round, so my second favourite apart from home. I guess you you played Serena, you played Jennifer, and then you played Venus. Well, what do you learn from playing a top ten player? So, like I said, you were ranked just outside the top hundred at that time. What do you take away from that? Like over the next days, weeks, months, is there something you can kind of tangibly learn from a match like that? Yeah, look, I as my coach, we just discussed it. Like my their shots was no different. It all came back to how mentally strong and how much you wanted um it didn't say I didn't want to win or I don't want to be successful in my sport it's just they have been in that situation over and over and over again so they've got that strong mentality and mental toughness behind them which you know I didn't know how to work on like I worked on it but that next step yeah, I obviously didn't know what to do. So, and, and you even mentioned a couple of times today already that you were just happy to take a set. And I guess the mentality of those top five people or top 10 or whatever is not just be happy to take a set. You've got to win the match. That's and right. You, I mean, you, you see it all, we see it all the time throughout the history of the sport. Um, it's no different to you know, every second match you watch at the Australian Open this year. You know, there'll be players who will just be happy to be there 
There'll be players happy to take the paycheck or win a set or win one round and then whatever happens after that, they're done. Obviously, when you um, see the draw and then you see you've got top five player in the world in third round, you're a little bit disappointed. Do you look, do you look ahead? Not really because um, you just don't know what's going to happen between the first no. two rounds. So, And I don't know what's going to happen to me the first round. So, no, I don't really look that, part, uh, that far. So, um, yeah, it's just match at a time and I guess it was it was a bonus if you want like you know it's that you know being not that top 10 player that you know um, you expect to be in quarters and semis and finals back in the day when I was growing up now it's a different story isn't it really yeah so it was just seemed to happen only at two grand slams not at the others so I don't know what happens yeah. there <laughs> uh, it's a competitive sport <laughs> it's not easy very true so lastly does after a performance like that, do you think you get more respect in the locker room from some of the bigger players or from the women's contingency in general? Or this is kind of it doesn't make much difference? They come up to you and say, Well done, played well, bad yeah. luck. You know, yeah. you, you do. And then obviously you have more options of like warm up together. So but I I mean, I like warming up with I like hitting my coat. So interesting though. That's an interesting point that does open up a few little options down the track like that. You, you don't think of that kind of ongoing flow, I guess, from a couple of big performances on the big stage, but it, it makes sense. And I guess, yeah, that, that can help because a younger player might have the chance to hit with, yeah, Venus or top players and they can learn in each session almost, in each hitting session and they can get better and better. So that's, that's a good point. And you actually do see it. Like you see some of those young kids that are doing well, I mean, female or male, um, and when they're doing well at one tournament, next next tournament they're warming up and you see them warming up with others, um, other yeah. top players. Like last year um, with Novak, he hit with a young Aussie kid that did well at a tournament because he did well. So, yeah, it opens up more doors, no doubt. Can you believe Venus is still playing? So I was sitting here two days ago and it popped up on my phone and I said to Joe, I said, Venus Williams has got a wild card. I said, she's my age. Can you believe it? Like it's it's like me still playing. Like it's unbelievable yeah, but that's the, that's know, what i mean can you can you imagine doing yeah, that yeah i know i mean we all have different paths you know um obviously you know i've got a family venus still in love with her sport so um yeah. you know we all pick different paths and no but oh, i absolutely. i'm glad that's not me um i'll probably be very wounded and the training i'll probably be, i'm surprised she's still going because it really burnt me out so it's a phenomenal effort. But it's look, I look at those younger kids that are up and coming and and I think it's a shame that they don't have that opportunity and someone like Venus Williams has taken that wild card. I mean, good on her. It's great. That's a whole other topic of debate, isn't it? Good luck to her, I guess. Well, thank you for talking through one of your favourite moments of your career i appreciate your time show your kids the highlights and and, and tell them how good yeah i'm sure they've seen it before i don't need to let them know <laughs> thank you evie thank you so much enjoy your day the first serve is your home of tennis at thefirstserve.com.au log on to find out all the details of our live radio show other podcasts read weekly features by our team of writers and follow us on social media facebook Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.